Welcome to the Ministry of Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. Our vision is bringing people into the full realization of their potential in God and our mission. Building a community of believers whose lifestyle positively influenced change in the society. Welcome to Lighthouse. Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthouseng.org. Praise the Lord. Let's sit and rejoice in the presence of the Lord today. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Easter Faith Conference 2023, which we have declared open in the name of God the Father, in the name of Jesus His Son, and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. You want to send the link to someone, if you can help us display, well, it's already displayed. Just let them have an Easter feel. Uh, some of these things have become many has become religion to many people. Coincidentally, uh, at the time that Jesus was crucified, it was at the time that idol worshippers in those days were also sacrificing to their God. So, to a lot of people, they have this intention that Easter is 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 an idol worship uh, period. No, if there is no Easter, there is no Christianity. It's as simple as that. If Jesus did not die, then we are of all men most miserable. We are still dead in our sins. If he did not raise, wasn't raised from the dead, then there is no hope. But because of the cross and then the resurrection, the gospel came, the good news came, that man can be saved. Man is saved eternally from the consequences of sin, from the consequences of death, Spiritual death, sin, sickness, and poverty. And today, we can, as Jesus was raised from the dead, we can also rise up into new life. A new life. A new beginning. We can discover purpose. We can discover the original intention of God. And we cannot only, this thing will not only work for us, we can also see the possibility of extending and sharing this life to other people. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, everyone, for coming out, because I know before I got here, there was traffic. Uh, so thank you for, I mean, braving it to be here this morning. Uh, people are moving out of Lagos for Easter holiday, but hopefully by this afternoon, everything will be. And I say, as I say oh, each time, the people who are in the city during festive period are actually the designated people to be in Lagos. All these other people should find their way and leave our city to ourselves. But thank God for your lives. Thank God for coming out today. And we believe, God, that this weekend will be a great weekend as we sit under the influence of the Holy Spirit, the great teacher himself. And as we have taught through, today is just one session. Another session is coming, but we need to pray. I mean, one of the things EFC has done for us is that believers... Our eyes are open to become increasingly aware 
of our God-given inheritance so that we can participate in the greater works of Jesus in our own day. And I know Jesus is still the answer for our world today. Thank you, everyone who is out here, and then all the ministry gifts. I can see some of you already. Uh, we will ap ap appreciate you at the appropriate time. And everyone online, thank you uh, for joining. Uh, you can type in whatever your request her questions her. Uh, I'm sure that people, our people will respond to you. And if you need to understand how the conference will run, uh, just I think there is a link also there that will tell you. And if you haven't registered, uh, we usually make brochure, but this year is with a, is a different. It's an electronic brochure. So you just scan it, and you can have the detail. Tomorrow, we have three sessions. Sunday, we have two sessions. And we're trusting God uh, for the miraculous. That, that's the thing. The Holy Spirit is the one out of the three of the Godhead who is actively in our world today. He's actively at work. And there's something about him. He lives on the inside of us. We don't have to look for him. And we don't have to even ask him to come anymore. He's already, Jesus has made him, and he has put him in our heart. So as we go through this teaching, your eyes are open to it. And then you see your rightful place in him. I mean, you know, some of the things we usually say unknowingly, uh, we, we, we think that there is a designated place called his presence. Mm -mm. You carry his presence. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We know that when we come into a room like this, because we have called on his name, it will manifest himself. But the truth is that his presence is in you. And he has said that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is our helper. There is nothing any man can do to us. So welcome. John chapter 14, as we start out this morning, John chapter 14, uh, I read, it, it seems to be um, a long passage from verse 15 all through to 27, but I read to put my thought in context for us today. Uh, I'm teaching on the three foremost gifts. The three foremost gifts. You will get to understand it. But John chapter 14, from verse 15, he said, if you love me, then keep my commandment. said, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. Uh, the Greek word translated, he said, one of the same kind. So, the Holy Spirit is like what Jesus was to us when he was physically present, and it's still like what God the Father is still with us as the sovereign king overall. So, he said, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. And see, he said that he may abide with you forever. This helper, the Holy Spirit, is the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because they don't acknowledge Jesus as Lord. That's just simply the reason. Because it is neither sees him nor knows him. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the average mind of people in our world who does not have personal relationship with God is that picture, that dove. Hmm. Or is that uh, sometimes we use fire to qualify him. Sometimes we use water or oil to qualify him. 
But hey, he says, the world does not know him. They don't see him. He's not active in their lives. He said, and then they don't know him. They don't have one-on-one relationship. If you know him, wherever you go, before MTN discover that world, he's with you. He goes everywhere. In the here plane, he's with you. On the road, he's with you. While you are doing your daily show, he is with you. And I want you to please note as we read, he didn't say it. He said he. So he's a personality. He's a personality. We can relate with him. So he said, but you know him. For he dwells with you. And we be in you. We're going to verse 25, please. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. So after this conference, when you come into this awareness, don't ever let this word come out of your mouth. I am confused. No, you are not. Because when you know him, he is your comforter. When you know him, he becomes your teacher. When you know him, he becomes your strengthener when you are weak. When you know him, he becomes your counselor when you need counsel. If you know him, he becomes your intercessor when you need to pray. If you know him, he becomes your standby everywhere you go to defend the policy, to defend the proposal. If you know him, he's there, standby, giving you inspiration, giving you what to say, giving you when to say it, giving you how to say it. Said, I will come to you. This was before the church started or before Jesus left. He said, He will not leave us as orphans. I will come to you. Said, A little while longer, and the world will see me no more. Of course, we understand that. He went to the cross. But you will see me. Why? The salvation experience has restored this. He said, Because I live. You will live also. He said, and that, that day, that is the day of the church, the day of the New Testament. He said, at that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. Can you see how this is interwoven? And I will love him and manifest myself to him. Verse 22. Said Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him. And will we come to him and make our home with him? But he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the fathers who send me. This thing I have spoken to you while being present with you. Verse 26 and 27. But the helper... The helper. Can we read this, this particular verse in the Amplified Classic, please?
So can we read together? One, two, three, go. Please pause. So in Amplified Classics, so what he does, I mean, this translation is that when we pick a word for emphasis, he puts the meaning in brackets. So we can read just like the other New King James. You just read the comforter and then you move on. No. But the comforter who will play another six diverse role in our lives. Number one is our what? Is our what? No, I want us to repeat that word. Is our what? Have you ever been in a fix in life? You're seeking for direction? Or you missed it and you want to get yourself back on track? He is our counselor. Number two, he is our what? Have you tried on your own before? And the more you try, the more things slip out of your head. But have you tried to leverage on this great helper? So he's our helper. Number three is our what? How many of us can pray for two hours at a stretch without repeating words? But as an intercessor, as our intercessor, he joined forces with our spirit to pray accurately the will of God. Romans 8.26 the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. The Holy Spirit, when we come fully into us, it comes with his presence is announced with an initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. And that tongue, it does not only refreshes us when we engage it in the place of prayer, it also strengthens us to be able to pray accurately the will of God. So he is our intercessor, he is our advocate. I mean, lawyers, we understand what that means. He's the one who pleads our cause. Sometimes devil brings accusation. In Romans 8, 1, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is a higher law that is at work in them. He said the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set them free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death, what it does is guilt, condemnation, outright judgment. He said what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh, God sent his own son to make provision. And then we can stand righteous before him today. So he's our advocate. The Bible talks about our accuser, the devil. He accuses people day and night before God the Father. But Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, in us today, represent as an advocate. And then is our strengthener. Is our standby. The Holy Spirit. So, if you look at it, the, but the comforter, the Holy Spirit, that's how other rendering. But for the sake of emphasis and understanding, he also, he has six dimensions, in fact, seven dimensional ministry to the believer. Is our comforter, is our counselor, is our helper, is our intercessor, is our advocate, is our strengthener, is our standby. And that's not the end. He said, the Father has sent him in the name of Jesus 
and he will represent Jesus to us. He will act on behalf of the Father and Jesus. And then that's not the end. He said, he will teach you all things, including tech. He will teach you to code. I met someone recently who was taught by the Holy Ghost how to code. In fact, just you are you are that meeting. So they gave him a contract. They paid him all. His brother was doing IT. So he paid the money to his brother. His brother said, voicemail. So the client called him. And he said, about two days, he said, do you know that we have meeting in another two days? He called his brother. His brother wasn't picking his call. He said, at that point, because it was a lot of money, he said, what he could only do was to pray. Was to pray. He said, he prayed. He told his wife, he said, I'm going to enter that room and pray. So just leave me there. And he said, he entered his room, prayed. After some time, he just carried his laptop and started because I was asking him, I said, so what happened after? He said, that's he said, the same process. So he just started. And pa, 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 after about three, four hours, he come up with the solution. The testimony is that he didn't like, he didn't learn IT. And that's his brother who chopped his money. He's now an employee for his company. So the Holy Spirit is a teacher. He knows IT. The Holy Spirit, if you're a lawyer, is an advocate. He can argue every case. He knows all things. He knows the things that are not written. I mean, that testimony that I shared, I was just looking at the guy. But the guy, I mean, the client loved the job. He said, he was just looking at him when he said, ah, the best job that he has seen ever. The client gave him an office space. He said, you must be close to me because I have other jobs that I want to give you. So he's been in an office apartment that he hasn't played for in the last two years. So I said, how do you explain this to people? He said, I don't know what else to say. He said, because I, I will look foolish to people. But the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Is a teacher. Is a teacher. I don't know if you remember, there was a time that uh, uh, a plane took off from uh, New York um, and then developed for the two engines shut down. The pilot, who happened to be a believer, said, the Holy Spirit said, he said, what will happen? These people will say, no. Can you turn this place, this plane, and go on Hudson River? So that was what he did. He made news. Everybody was aware. But of course, humanism. They said uh, it was uh, this, the first. They didn't acknowledge that it was a miracle. But one thing about that plane was that every passenger was evacuated before it started to sink. The Holy Spirit. I mean, this weekend, we just want to um, expand it in our hearts. Everywhere you go, whatever you do, everything. As a student, you can bring things to your remembrance, but you must study. You must study. 
As a professional, you must be a top notch on your job. As someone who needs to make a presentation, you must prepare for this presentation. Because he said, it will give us a mouth and a wisdom which the adversary cannot gain. So I just read that to get into my message. There is what we, I consider this morning the three foremost gifts of God. And by the hand, when I tied up the message, you will understand that I'm referring to one personality. The number one gift of God to humanity is the gift of eternal life. It's the gift of eternal life. Man need not to struggle. Man need not to be eternally separated from his maker. Hell wasn't created for man to reside in. And you see, the irony of this is that people will get to hell if they are eternal self, if they don't receive Jesus, and find out that they need not to be there. They have no business with hell. Hell means absence of God. Heaven means being present with the Lord. God made man in his own image, in his own likeness. He made man to be the steward of the earth. Psalm 117 or 16 says the heavens, even the heavens belong to God, but the heart he has given to the sons of men. So God created man in his own image, Genesis 1, 26 to 28. He gave him dominion. But something happened. I mean, man had fellowship with God. In fact, the Bible recorded that in the cool of the day, man will, I mean, God will come like a visitation. And that's the thing that has been restored to us in the new bar. The Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We can converse with the maker of the heavens and the earth. So man lost that opportune or, or, or position. And then man believed the lie of the devil. So man that wasn't conscious of his nakedness, of his weaknesses before, became conscious of that. Man was driven from that place of honor. But God in his infinite wisdom made a promise that, hey, because I created man in my own image and likeness, I long to have fellowship. Man is created with the capacity to live forever. I long to have fellowship with this man forever. In Genesis 3.15, he said, the seed of the woman will do this work. And so, Jesus came at the fullness of time. And then, because, you see, the reason why man was driven out of that garden was because what makes man to be a, a living entity is that part of God. It's called the Zoe, the life of God. That's what makes God God. That's what God shared with man. That's why even at the point of death, physical death, everything goes back to his own source. Our body is made from the dust of the earth. That's why we eat food to keep it. So when we die, I mean, within 30 days, all these things dissolve. The entity that makes man, I mean, God takes his own part, which is his own life. And then the soul, which is a personality that was here on the heart, we have to give account of the things that are done in the body. So, but God gave us, number one greatest gift, 
is the gift of eternal life. The gift of eternal life. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. So it's not just sin that has wages. He said, but the gift of God is eternal life. And that eternal life is given often in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the gift of eternal life, when anyone comes into a loving relationship with God, they give their hearts to God, they acknowledge the sacrifice of the, uh, uh, on the cross, God imparts into them his nature. That's what is called eternal life. It's an endless life. It's, a, it's, it's something that without limits, without, without, without any cap, man begins to live in the fullness of their potential. That's why he says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He has not existed in that order. The old man is away. The new man has come. So the gift of eternal life, John 3, 16, that's how the transactions took place. For God so loved the world that he gave, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish. Whosoever, you know, when sin separates man from God, many manifestations of things happen. So whosoever means the ones that people in our world have written up, the one they have called name and label or tag, whosoever, whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting, or have eternal life. So the gift of God is eternal life. That's the number one gift. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12, 1 John chapter 5, Verses 11 and 12. He said, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Verse 12. He who has the son has eternal life. He who does not have the son of God does not have eternal life. And in verse 20 of that same 1 John 5. He said, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And then we are in him who is true and in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. The gift of God, the number one gift, is the gift of eternal life. Can I have an amen this morning? And when this life comes, what does he do when Zoe is imparted into you? What it means is that you are enlightened. You know your inheritance. You are empowered. Certain things are settled. Sin is broken over your life forever. Sickness is broken over your life forever. Poverty is broken over your life. Because what God radiates, what Jesus radiates is life. 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 When that life comes, as a dull student, intelligence is, your intelligence quotient increases. When that light shines in your heart, as a businessman, nothing dies in your hand. When that light shines through your body, you subdue sickness, diseases. That is 
the gift of eternal life. The gift of eternal life. You know, when we don't know, we enter into the graves. Because the grave is always silent. Nothing grows in the graves, in the grave. But what we have is the gift of eternal life. How did we have it? How did we connect with it? John 1, 12, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. 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 Because we have believed in his name. The second gift of God is the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. What is right standing? Right righteousness. Right standing. Right living. Right standing before God. Knowing that you know that he's your father. There is no condemnation. Knowing that you know that he loves you with an everlasting life. That's his righteousness. Knowing that this is who I am. I am loved by my father. That is righteousness. And the righteousness on another level is that boldness to stand before the devil. Knowing that his works are finished over your life. In 1 John 3, 8. 1 John 3, 8. It talks about it. The works of the devil does not have. 1 John 3, 8. It doesn't have any, any, any effect over your life. He said, he who sin. I'm not a sinner. I am a saint. Because I have the gift of righteousness. Jesus paid the price. He said, for the devil is the one who sinned from the beginning. He said, for this purpose. So, I have been passed from death into life. So I can stand before God. No sense of condemnation. I am loved by him. I am loved by him. I am the hapo of his eyes. And then righteousness on the tall level. You stand before man. Knowing who you are. Who your father is. You are not intimidated by men. The Bible says the fear of man is snare. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Can I have an amen this morning? In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, from verse 26 to 31, so that you can know, says, for you see your calling. We have been called from darkness into life. He said that no many wise according to the flesh, otherwise many professors, many senior advocates will be saved. Not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen. And you see, that's righteousness. Knowing that you are chosen. 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 Or like some people call, I am choosing. You are chosen by God. You are separated. You have the gift of the Holy Ghost. You have the gift of eternal life. So God has chosen the weak things of this world. Many of us, people like myself, who are weak. Many of us, people like myself, we were living in shame. But hey, God chose the best things of this world. The things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing things that are. Verse 29, he said, so that no flesh, no flesh, God is my CV. God has been shamified on my behalf. 
So no, no, no flesh should glory in his presence. Verse 30. Said, but of him, of him, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom. So he is my wisdom. He is my righteousness. He is my sanctification. He is my redemption. Verse 31. Said that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory where? So, righteousness is a gift. What do you do with a gift? You receive it, and then you use it. So, if I hand this over to you, it's yours. If from now till evening, if you don't use it, it's still yours. Because I gave you as a gift. And that's what we need to become. Let us, we have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I know people have issues with that. Because immediately I said that, the last sin is what their mind goes to. The last shortcoming. The last uh, rage, road rage that happened this morning. Say, I can't be righteousness of God. I cursed that guy this morning. No, you have the righteousness. All you just have to begin to do is to walk in the consciousness of it and grow into the image and knowledge of your, the Lord Jesus Christ. You are the righteousness. Some people say, the reason why I don't have baby is because I have committed many abortions. No. You are an old man, that person that committed the abortion. If you have received the Lord Jesus, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone with the consequences of sin. You are a new man in Christ Jesus. You are a new man in Christ Jesus. I said you are a new man in Christ Jesus. You are a new man. You are a new man. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. And God changed. The new bad experience took place in your spirit man. Your spirit is, no, is not refurbished. You, are a, you have a brand new one in the order of the class of God. That's why he said you are of God, little children. And you have overcome them. For greater one now lives on the inside of you. The greater one lives on the inside of you. The greater one lives on the inside of you. I know that this is, I mean, it looks so, I'm still in that part. But you can walk in the fullness of it. I said you can walk in the fullness of it. You can walk in the fullness of it. You can overcome sin. You can overcome poverty. You can overcome sickness. Because when you come into that awareness, light dawns on you. Very soon, we, we will do what we call praying the Paulian prayer. He said, one of them is Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 16. He said, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said that the highs of your understanding may be flooded with light. The highs of your understanding. Something must come to you. You must walk in the reality of your righteousness. Can I have an amen this morning? Yeah. Say with me, I have the gift of eternal life. I have the gift of righteousness. And the third one is the gift of the Holy Ghost. You know, if all of us can just understand those three, we are made. We are made in our walk with God. You have eternal life. And you know, if I close my eyes in death, I don't doubt. Some people will say, I don't know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. I have the gift of eternal life. And eternal life is when I get there. It's not when I get there. From now, 
It's an endless life, a life of possibility, a life of victory. I know where I'm going. Ah, Paul know where he was going. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, he said, if this athlete tabernacle, eh, this thing that we live in, he said, if, if it dissolves, he said, we have a building from God, eternal in heavens. And he says, sometimes we feel like being clothed in this heavenly body where there is no Nepal. Where, where, where traffic rage, road rage. I went somewhere recently, and they, in that place, they have blue skies. I had to take photographs. I came back to my own country. I'm still looking for blue sky because the ozone layer has been depleted. But people have blue, blue sky. And you see, when you breathe in that place, ah, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. But you see, in the midst of it, people are suffering also. Because it's not the economy of this world. Eternal life is a life. The life of God comes into your spirit. You know what it is. I know a bit of your story. It takes eternal life. This man here, every day, he must weed. He passed us today. What changed? What is the transaction? He went to school? No. He went to school before he was weeding. I said, weed. If you don't know it, just remain ignorant. Just remain ignorant. There's no need to find out what is he talking about. Is it the weed behind my school or whatever? No. Just remain ignorant. It takes, it takes something supernatural. It's called the gift of eternal life. The second one is the gift of righteousness. Because that's why, I don't know if you had traumatic experiences. It will take God to help anyone to overcome such things. Because the devil, the accuser of the brethren, accuses us every day. Sometimes it haunts us. But Revelation 12, 11 says, they overcame him. Who are those ones? Demons, principalities, and power. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And you know where the gift of righteousness comes in? It's by the word of their testimony. So the third thing that I was on is the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. I've already explained to you. He said, Jesus said, if I do not go, he will not come. And when he comes, he will be to you all that have been to you. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Very soon we start to pray. Because I think I'm just going to hand my message somewhere. Here now. When the Holy Spirit is in operation in the life of a believer, what does he do? He has about seven operations. Number one, he causes us to live before God. You live before him. I'm a Nigerian. I live under the constitution of Nigeria, but I live in the kingdom of God within the nation of Nigeria. You need to get that clear. So whatever it is, I live on a higher kingdom. I live by the constitution of heaven, which dominates the constitution of this heart. So the Holy Spirit within us helps us to live before God. The Holy Spirit makes us alive. Situations can be discouraging, but the Holy Spirit helps us to keep our hope alive. Christ in us. 
chant it back at me. Christ in us. Colossians 1.27, Christ in us. In all these things, we are more. And not, not people trying to manage. We live before God. We are more. More. Samuel Ajariqua, that translation says, our Jewish law. We are more. A conqueror is a conqueror, but we are more than a conqueror. In Romans 8.11, that's why we are more. You know, in Ezekiel 37, verses 11 and 12, there was a situation of deadness. And Ezekiel was asking, can these bones live? He said, yeah, it's only you who know. But he, God now spoke to him back. He said, prophesy. Prophesy. Utilize your gift of righteousness. Utilize the life that you carry. Prophesy. And he prophesied. And then things came out of the graves. So sometimes because we have the gift of the Holy Ghost, we must learn to prophesy. We must learn to prophesy. There are many things the devil wants to do to actually know whether you believe this word, but you must learn to resist him with your faith. In Romans chapter 8, verse 11, we are not in the grave anymore. He said, if the spirit of him that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in us, that same spirit shall give life. Give life. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost for a few seconds. Just open your mouth. I want you to prophesy life. I may not know the area of your life that you need that. Yes, Lord, whatever represents graves around you, Jesus went into the grave. You don't have to. He said he give unto those who mourn in Zion. Yes, Lord, the oil of joy for their money, the garment of praise. That's what you are for the spirit of heaviness. He said that you are the planting of the Lord. You are the planting of the Lord. You are the righteousness of the Lord. It may be dreams. It must be hope that whatever it is that represents great situation, I want you to let it go. Let it go. Let it go this morning. 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 Let it go. Complacency, procrastination. Let it go. Let it go completely. Let it go. You are an ambassador of Christ. You represent him here. You are the light of this world. You are the salt of this hand. You are like a city that is set upon the hill. You cannot be hidden. Your life cannot be hidden. Your ministry cannot be hidden. Your business cannot be hidden. Your family cannot be hidden. No when we say prophesy, I mean a close mouth is a close destiny. Can you just do 60 seconds more? Speak. Speak. It says speak for thy servant here. Yes, Lord, that centurion servant, he told the master, he said, I am a man under authority. I understand how this things work. When I say to one, that one goes. When I say to the other, he goes. 
Yes, Lord, we have been given this authority. He said, Behold, I give unto you authority to tread upon, authority to tread upon. Prophesy this morning. He said, Can these bones live? He said, You know it. But God says, You are the one to prophesy. Command these bones to live. Father, we say thank you this morning. We give you praise. The second operation of the Holy Spirit in our life is that he steers and invigorates spiritual power in and through us. He steers it up. He steers it up. He steers and invigorates spiritual power in and then through us. Jesus said, out of your belly. The Bible says, a great day before that great feast of the Passover, Jesus cried out, John 7 from verse 37. He cried out and he was talking about these days. He said because at that time the Holy Spirit has not yet been given. It doesn't make habitation in people's body. It just visits occasionally upon specific people in specific office. But he said he was talking about this day. Out of your belly we flow. Rivers. Rivers. So many streams as you need it. Rivers of living water. You are not a dead sea. You are, you, are, you are rivers of living water. You are supposed to flow. That river blesses you, but it also blesses other people. So there is a steering. Philemon 6, he said that the communication of your faith will become effectual when you acknowledge. When you acknowledge it. So he steers it and then he evocates you. Energy comes. You are of God, little children. You have overcome them. It's not that you are going to overcome one day. You have. You have. He talks in the Bible, said, he said, this is the victory that overcomes. This is the victory. There is a victory that overcomes. Even our faith, 1 John 5, 4. There is a victory that overcomes. I see all these things. Because you see, the devil's major business is to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to weary us out. Sometimes it's traffic. I mean, in the last two, three weeks, for those of us who live in Lagos, Nigeria, it's been funny. And then you get home to pray. It's a problem. To, to do even do uh, quiet time, like we call it. You just do shebe, 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 shebe. And then you slip off. Say, God, understand. No. The Holy Spirit on the inside of you is there. There must be staring up. Staring up. Staring up. Staring up. So he stares and invigorates spiritual power. I don't know if this has happened to you. It has happened to me many times. I am weak physically. And I can start with Shebe. Shebe, Shebe. She, 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 she. Shebe. And then you just do Shebe, Bebe. Bebe, Bebe. And then Roma, Gandaba. Boom, 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 boom. And then you get to graduate to spiritual bazookas. That's <laughs> how people call it. Ta, 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 ta. Ta, 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 ta. Have you had tongues like that before? I've had. Ta, 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 ta. I said the, the devil is in trouble around here. Ta, 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 ta. So, but he steers it. He steers it. There is a well of water within. And we must allow him. It takes cooperation. I mean, recently, I was also in a place. 
and I finished ministry, and somebody walked to me and tapped me and said, he wants to tell me something. I said, go ahead. He said, I don't speak in tongue. I want to speak in other tongue. I said, that's one. Number two, I also want to be hearing God. I said, ah, very easy. I said, so take, what did I just do? He said, it's a gift. I said, that's the way Holy Ghost is. It's a gift. It's a gift. So I said, who has it now? He said, he has it. I said, so there's no need to struggle with it. I said, because you have it, you don't struggle with that gift. You already have it. I said, so what do you do? I said, let's acknowledge the giver. And then I said, the second one too that you said you want to hear God. I said, he's a great shepherd. His sheep hear his voice. So the Holy Spirit asked me to put my two hands. As I was about to put the hand, I just said, so both the, now that he has confirmed that physically, to hear God won't be a problem. Stairs up. And I told him, I said, as you are going now, I said, it's a gift. So everyone you meet on the way, just be doing shabba, 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 shabba. That's how some of us, this thing, because the devil will come and say, what is shabba, shabba, shabba? Eh? Shabba, 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 school fees is there. Shabba, 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 house rent is there. You know, that's the way. And you just say, Lord, don't mind me. School fees is there. Ah, these kids are going to school on Monday. And then you now dwell on that. And weariness comes in. Ah, and you say, God, and you are looking at me like this. No. At that time, let that power rise within you. And in the place of Shabba, 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 clarity comes. In the place of Shabba, 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 solution comes. That's why he said the things of the spirit are foolishness to so the kind of mind. They can't become, they can't get it. So that's number one, two things. It stirs up. Number three, operation three. It keeps us joyful. The Holy Spirit keeps us joyful. It takes hope to live in Nigeria and maybe in many parts of the world. It takes a joyful hope to keep your faith in the midst of the challenges that is happening globally. But the Holy Spirit helps us in Acts 13.52. Acts 13.52. Let's see how it happened in the life of the disciples. Acts 13. 52. He said, and the disciples were filled. They were filled with two things. Joy. And then what? Yeah. So you have to be filled. So there is subsequent feeling, feeling. And in another place he said, and continually be filled with the Spirit. You have to keep your joy. It's a frequency. People like to complain. People like to whine, just like in the Old Testament. You know, some days ago, I was still reading it. I don't know what is sweet about garlic and onions. The people who have, they saw miracles. Dividing the sea. They saw, they saw manna as they needed for each day. And then because there is no water, they want to go back to garlic. And it's the same thing that we attend to. You made offense, you submit one proposal and the door shut. You submit another one and the door shut. You say, ah, what's all this? And then if you are not careful, and, and I will say this under God this morning with authority of the scripture, if you are not careful, you begin to think that God is against you. 
and you can carry the shadow, eh, the box of deliverance. And you are looking for it all over the place. And from my experience, you go work out. Because the people in the world, from the experience too, there is always one Babalawo who is hot somewhere. So, but for you and I, how does the Bible say Isaiah 12, 3. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you do what? You draw. You are Lagos people, so you may not understand well. You draw. If the water there is pure, you draw, you draw, you draw. And no matter how you draw, when you come back the next month, morning, there is fresh water. You draw, you draw. It's the well of salvation, the well of Zozo. So you draw healing, you draw deliverance, you draw draining victory, you draw joy. You draw it. You draw it. No dull moment. You draw it. Once there is a need, you switch to that frequency. Job says, if a man dies, shall he live again? He said, oh, I don't know. But all the days of my own appointed, I mean, hard service. I will wait till my change comes. That's a man who is drawing. Paul said something. He said, in imprisonment, in the perils of robbers, shipwreck, Wicked and unreasonable brethren. He said, I draw. I draw. He said, I am crucified with Christ, so I draw. It's not longer high who lives. It's not my flesh. But the life that I now live in this Christ Jesus, I live by faith in the Son of God who died for me. So draw. Draw. There's a song that says, we want to draw, draw, draw. So draw. Draw. Draw joy. You know, I discovered something recently. Proverbs 28 1. Can we read it? Proverbs 28 1. It said, The wicked man flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are what? So don't run from challenges. In another place, it said, It's a wicked man who hardens his face. And if you are hardening your face every time, you will soon get wrinkles. You get old quickly. There's joy. Because if you don't draw, worry takes over. And worry doesn't, it doesn't profit, it doesn't prosper anyone except the warrior. And what comes with that is that pity party. No, pity party first. And people will begin to say to you, testimony. Then we know it happened to my cousin, it happened to my in-law, it happens to my colleague in the office. And then anxiety say, hey, if it happened, it happened. This God that I can't see, so what stopped it from happening to me? Anxiety sets in. And then you lose consciousness of God's goodness. And then once you lose that, you begin to withdraw loneliness, depression, concern. But the Bible says that anxiety of the heart eh, causes what? Depression. But a good word, 
a good word. A good word. And that's what we have from the word of God. A good word. A good word. So operation number four, the Holy Spirit steers up to right living. That's what he does. He steers up to right living. Romans chapter 8 verses 12 and 13. The Holy Spirit will steer you. You don't have the spirit of bondage. No. Say, therefore, brethren, we are not what? Debtor. We are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, to live according to our feelings. No, we are not debtor to it anymore. He said, but if you live according to the flesh, you will separate it from God. You can't enjoy the benefit of your eternal life. He said, you will die. That's what it means. Separation from God, from the life of God. But if the Spirit, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the bodies, you will do what? You will live. Everyone is prone to worry, including myself. But you must learn to switch. To switch. To switch. So the Holy Spirit stirs you up to right living. Without the Holy Spirit, you will not be steered to do the right things. It's the Holy Spirit, even when you mess up, it's the Holy Spirit who will tell you the way you talk to that person is wrong. Can you apologize? That should tell you that the motive of the Holy Spirit living inside of you is not to lead you to sin, but to lead you to right living. And I have an amen. So you are alive, you are alert. If you allow the Holy Spirit to do his work, you are alive, you are alight. When things go wrong, it tells you. Before they go wrong, it tells you. After they go wrong, it tells you. It tells you how to behave better. You know, I've had believers who says, and it's because they are not growing. Leave me, oh, this is who I am. This is, before you met me, this is who I am. As it was in the beginning, it's now and ever shall be. If you can't live with it, just leave me alone. No, we must grow. We must grow into that image. We must grow. We must grow. We must grow. Grow into the image and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, we need the Holy Spirit to help us in right living. We must be moved by Him so that we can move things. We must allow the Holy Spirit to move us into right living. Move us as a people, church, family, into holiness and power. We must allow him. Flies do come around us. But if you are cooking and it's the fire, the heat is there. Flies don't joke. They can mingle around, but they don't come near. If they come near, they end up in that fire. So we must allow the Holy Spirit to do his work in us and move us to right living. Operation number five, he moves us to speak. To speak. Isaiah 40, 54, he said he, has, he said he has anointed us to hear as the learned. Then he opened our ears morning by morning to hear as the learned. He helps us to speak a word in season to everyone who is weary. Operation six, he gives increase of life, the Holy Spirit, on the inside of you and locates your life. He said, with long life, it will satisfy you and show you his salvation. 
He elongates our lives. Isaiah 40 verses 28 to 30. As we wait upon him daily, we, are, we pass on to power. Psalm 103 says, our youth is renewed like the eagles. And lastly today, the Holy Spirit endues us with new and greater power for living. He endues us. He endures us. If you want new experiences with God, I mean, let your fellowship with the Holy Spirit go to a higher dimension. Let him help you to study the world, to understand who God is. A lot of people, they are just satisfied with the hearts of God. New job, new experiences, new houses, new clothing. No, let's, let's also come to that greater awareness of his ways. We slide and then until where it becomes a daily experience. You know, some people they are all maybe it's happened like you see them in bed for one week, another, and we must not be clouded. Greater power means greater responsibility. If all through last year you didn't win a soul for the law, make a change this year. If all through last year you didn't disciple someone. Because you yourself, your leg is shaking. Make a commitment. As you make this commitment, there are certain things you don't pray for anymore. Because God knows that you share his heart. So he supplies every of your needs according to his riches in glory. Not every of your lust or personal desire. There is a greater agenda for our, our world and the Holy Spirit is the one steering it. The sick must be healed. The oppressed must be delivered. And you can just say to the Lord this morning, he said, our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and then with power. And so he's not to kill. He's to help people. He said because he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So it simply means oppression is not from God. Poverty is not from God. Sin and sickness is not from God. Because it will be against the law of God if he's the one who inflicts and he's the one who is delivering. I mean, as a parent, you don't, when your ch child disobeys, you just say, take my grain addict. Bible says, how much more your heavenly father? Men who are evil, they don't know how to do such. Nobody says, my child, take leprosy so that you will, you will know how, that you need to come back home by 6 p.m. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. How much more? This God loves us. Can we stand today? Can we stand? Can we stand? I just want us to thank God for those three gifts. The gift of eternal life. A gift of eternal life, let's thank God for it. A gift of righteousness, let's thank God for it. Let's thank God for it. A gift of righteousness, let's thank God for it. And then let's thank God for the gift of the Holy Ghost. People, I can't hear you. I don't believe in silent prayer, so you have to open your mouth. You have to make declaration. If you are sure, the gospel is real. Yes, the gospel is real. If it is not real, I will stop preaching it. Ah, yes, that's the thing. I don't have time to waste. The gospel is real. Yeah, we can apply the gospel to every day of our lives. Every part of our lives. 
every part of our lives, every part of our life. And let's be bold about the gospel. Let's be bold about it. And if we flip this room to another, to a party experience, some of us will be on top of joy, ecstasy. But the gospel is real. I believe in the gift of eternal life. I believe in the gift of righteousness. I believe in the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. I am, I am an evident. Yes, Lord. He has shared his eternal life with me. I'm walking in that reality. Yes, Lord. He has shared the gift of righteousness with me. Yes, Lord. My life is a blessing to my generation. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And he has shared the gift of the Holy Ghost with me. All these three gifts are encapsulated in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the giver of eternal life. Jesus Christ is the one who enforces our righteousness, who gave us that gift of righteousness. Jesus Christ is the one who promised and gave us the gift of the Holy Ghost. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have eternal life. I have the gift of the Holy Ghost. I am a sign and I am a wonder to my world. Yes, Lord, no matter what is happening around me, the suffering of the present moment cannot be compared to the glory which is revealing through in and through my life. Yes, Lord, the world is waiting for my manifestation. I am a son of God. 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 As a daughter of God, you can say that sonship means maturity. So it's, it's not gender by us. I am a son of God. As a lady, say that to yourself. I am a son of God. I am a man, a woman on assignment for my king. This state, this nation, this continent, we be glad that I'm passing through here. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have the gift of eternal life. I have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost in me is not dormant. Holy Ghost in me is active. Holy Ghost in me, there is a manifestation, there is an outpouring. The Holy Ghost is at work in me, both to will and to do of God's good pleasure. Yes, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. 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 I do not want to take things for granted. There is nothing to be ashamed of. If you are not sure of your personal relationship with God, you are not sure. You are not sure that you understood all I've said today. And you just want to be sure. Can you step out here? Step out here. You want to be sure. Just step out here. You want to be sure. Just step out here. You are not sure. You are not sure that you have eternal life. It's not a guess. It's not a guess. Uh -huh. So that's why whether you have been a Muslim before, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Even if you have proclaimed, if you claim to be a Christian before, you don't have it, you don't have it. You read it from 1 John 5. If you want to be sure, can you come out, come out to me? I want to pray with you today. I want to pray with you today. I want to help the Holy Spirit. I mean, ask the Holy Spirit to give you that assurance. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Some of all, we have to make this decision at one time or the other. The reason why I can speak or I've spoken the way I've spoken today is because I'm sure. I'm sure of what I have. I'm sure of what I have. I'm sure I have eternal life. I have, I'm sure I have the gift of righteousness. I'm sure I have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Paradventure, there is anyone who wants to be sure this money. And then secondly, if you 
are here this morning, you are sure of the gift of eternal life. You are sure of your righteousness with God. But you are not sure, or you are not sure that you have the gift of the Holy Ghost with an initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. And you want to be sure. Can you step out also? Can you step out? Yes, Lord. Holy Ghost baptism. Let's just do it together. Can you step out? Anyone like that? Anyone like that? Holy Ghost baptism is not for one church. Mm -hmm. It's for believers. If you are a believer, you have that gift. You can, you can access that gift. And it can help you in your prayer life. It can help you in every day of your life. It can help you in your decision making. Anyone like that? 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 Come and stand here, my sister. God bless you. Anyone? Any other person? Any other person? Any other person? That's the world that we live in now. We need to show signs for those who do not believe. We need to show signs. I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. It's the power of God. Anyone? Anyone else? Before we pray for our sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can every other person just lift up their voices and just thank God for the gift, those three gifts, why I minister to her. This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2-3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenergy.org for more.